This is Live from Los Angeles, welcome to the Dr. Aaron Show. We're all about manifestation, transformation, and breakthroughs. It's time to claim your birthright of prosperity, vitality, and love. So grab your tea or coffee because together we're awakening the world. May you live your truth. Live from Los Angeles, we come together to know the truth, live on spiritual principles, align with the universal law, and break through all limited beliefs within our subconscious mind so that we can claim our birthright of prosperity, vitality, and love. So we are all about teaching new thought, ancient principles, metaphysics, science of mind, unity, you name it. We are a spiritual community. And we come together in society and new thought global. Our vision is to be the number one spiritual community committed to enlightenment, empowerment, and entrepreneurship. We truly believe that when somebody awakens, they have a gift and message to bring to the world. And together, we're awakening the world. So today's podcast is all about daily spiritual practice. I absolutely love this topic. And in particular, because I think it's one of the most misunderstood concepts that we have in the Western world. Okay, so I will never forget a time. It was probably over 10 years ago. And I remember feeling really spiritually entitled, if you would. Anytime I was in a class, anytime I was in a spiritual conversation, anything, it was like I was in this kind of place, like almost, I think there's a phase in spirituality where you think you're kind of better than because you've done your spiritual work. And I remember thinking, well, I've been meditating for 15 years. I've been doing this work forever. I mean, I've gone, you know, and studied with X, Y, and Z, and I've gone to this course and that course, and, you know, I've got my nine rights in shamanism, I've done years of subconscious processing, and I've studied and studied and studied all this stuff. And I remember one day, I was still in a dysfunctional relationship, and I was like, how could I be how could I be dealing with this when I've done all the spiritual work? How could I still be dealing with all this? How could I be acting the way I'm acting or texting what I'm texting when I've done all the spiritual work? And it hit me like a ton of bricks because I could see, it was so frustrating because I could see, like I had done so much work that I could see the insanity of it. I could see the human vicious cycle. I could see how I was, it was everything going on within my own consciousness that was projecting out into every relationship. And it was like, oh my gosh, it was like torture. I was like, I can see how I'm creating all of this at a subconscious level. And yet I didn't know how to actually change it all the way. I had done enough of my work and my subconscious trauma that I, it was like I wasn't even, it was like I re- was reacting, but I could even see how I was reacting. So I was like the observer of my own reaction. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I realized, I remember one day going to the mirror and looking myself in the mirror and thinking, okay, it's time to not just talk the talk. It's time to walk the walk. It's time to put our big girl pants on and do what we have been training to do for years and years and years. And I'll never forget that I recognized that my daily spiritual practice could no longer be 
the hour in the morning or the, you know, 20 minutes at night or the multiple hours, you know, meditating at times, whatever. It had to be with every thought I was energizing, every word I was speaking, and every aspect of my life. My life needed to be a prayer, a walking prayer. My life needed to be a daily spiritual practice, meaning all day spiritual practice, okay? So this is the deal, as we know. Life is the ultimate mirror. It's amazing. I know so many of you guys that are listening to this uh, probably are experiencing this right now and have experienced it. And when you start doing your processes and you start seeing the commands and the limited beliefs and the identity, the false identities, you begin to see how everything is coming from this area in your life and other people's life. And you can't, you can't, you can no longer walk into any situation or hear people talk about their problems in life and not see it from their own, that they're projecting this into their life. And it becomes amazing because you can see the entire dynamic of life. You see it from all aspects. But at the same time, it becomes frustrating because you're like, I'm seeing it, but I don't know exactly what to do about it. So the daily spiritual practice of your communication skills, um, using and aligning with universal law and aligning with your own truth is imperative if you want to actually begin to direct energy and be able to be the change that you want to see in your own life and in the world. So today let's break on down what is a daily spiritual practice And what is it that you particularly want to embody in your life to be able to experience what you want to experience in life, okay? So oftentimes in our world, people think of a daily spiritual practice as, you know, a 20-minute meditation in the morning, or they do their, you know, spiritual work and they, they light the sage, or they go to church, or they do whatever, And then this is very common in the religious world. You know, people will go to church on Sunday and then come Monday, they're driving their car and flipping off the person next to them on on the highway. And they think that they are better than because they go to church. Or there's the spiritual, you know, person who is, you know, has sage and crystals in their homes. They're all spiritual. And then they point the finger at other people because they're not doing what they're doing, you know, and they're judging and they're judging and they're judging and they're keeping themselves separate and divided. So what is a daily spiritual practice? And I think the the point is, is that you get to design what your spiritual practice is. A spiritual practice is really what are the principles and values and ways of being that you want to be to experience what you want to experience in life, Okay. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about mine, and then you can decide for yourself and maybe take something from it. And so I'll never forget, again, it was years ago, I was in spiritual practitioner uh, program, and it was a three-year program at that point in time. It was through Centers for Spiritual Living and through Global Truth Center. And as a spiritual practitioner, what you do is you understand and you begin to understand the creative process and understanding universal law and doing things like, you know, focusing on what you do want to create instead of what you don't want to create 
and getting your mind right and tapped into source and staying in source and and doing a front of prayer when your mind starts to spiral or calling a prayer partner. And, and it was really about embodying truth and living on your spiritual principle. And I remember one morning I woke up and I rolled over in bed. I threw in my robe. I, I immediately went out to my computer, kind of opened it. I had some emails or something. I just remember being kind of grumpy. And it was as if there was, you know, the, the voice, the voice spoke to me and, and it was like, what are you doing? I was like, what? You know, it was kind of like my inner voice. It's like, what are you doing? And I went, yeah, what am I doing? Like, I know this stuff. I know if I want to have a great day, I need to get into my meditation, get into gratitude, do my work, get in alignment, you know, get my vision straight for the day, get clear of what the clarity is that I'm going to, you know, master today and have efficiency in. And I, so I closed my laptop. I immediately went into my meditation space, got my mind right, and came back just completely in flow, completely in bliss, and had a powerful day. And from that day on, I said, you know, I'm just not, I, I just, if I'm going, I'm in this course, I've signed up for it, I'm spending money on it, I've done this for, you know, uh, at that point in time, it had been, you know, whatever, 15 plus years of work, and I think even over that and I went, what, what, Aaron, what are you doing? Like, you're either going to do this or not, as they say, and excuse my French, but, you know, shit or get off the pot. You know what I mean? Like, like do this or don't, you're, you're just like, like torturing yourself if you're not going to actually live the stuff. You know, you know it all. It's, it's worse to know it and not actually do something with it. So for me, from then on, I recognize that there's just certain principles that I live by, which are things like, never making anyone wrong, never trying to control or fix anyone, not trying to coach somebody before they ask to be coached, right? Being my word, recognizing that every word that I speak has power to it and that I am creating my world into existence 24-7. And in society, as I train in certified spiritual coaches and now spiritual practitioners, we have what's called the code of ethics. And I actually want to get into this because this is part of my daily spiritual practice. So part of code of ethics is things like non-judgment and not making anyone wrong. It's also the commitment to doing your own subconscious work so that you can hold pure consciousness in, in a session. And I look at life like a session. I look at life as my daily spiritual practice. Yeah, I'm in a classroom 24-7. So my daily spiritual practice is 24-7. So I recognize that the most important thing I do is to always deal with anything in my subconscious. If I'm feeling sad or out of sorts, my number one job is to get my mind right every single day. I don't have really trauma work to do anymore because I've done all that. So, but if I did, then I would for sure know that that would be part of my spiritual practice that I would need to get into session as much as, as I could to release anything that's projecting out into the world. So another thing is connecting with source. And part of my daily spiritual practice is to maintain connection with source. So if I'm feeling divided or something's wrong with me or um, a pity party or the effect of life, then I know instantaneously that I'm not really connected to source. So that means instantaneously I need to do a furtive prayer or 
get into meditation or get into something where get into mother nature or whatever it is that helps me get into source, getting into my true higher self. Next is maintaining equanimity. So all day long, I'm noticing my thinking. I am aware and conscious of what I'm thinking, being mindful. Am I judging people? Am I, uh, you know, making someone wrong? So my job is to stay neutral. And one way I do that is I had a mentor years ago that said, just become fascinated. Become fascinated with people and what they do with their energy. So as I go throughout my day and and through my daily spiritual practice, because the entire day is my daily spiritual practice, I maintain my equanimity. I maintain non-attachment to the outcome. I maintain no assumptions and no projection. And importantly, no evaluation. So this is a very advanced spiritual practice that I learned years ago. And the concept was no evaluation. And so you know when you're all, like you're sitting around with your girlfriends or... I, I fall out of this one, you guys. I'm guilty of this. And you evaluate people, places, and the way it is, and what's good and bad, and why people are doing what they're doing and all that. That's evaluation. And it's not like it's bad, like, oh, I just went completely out of my you know, ethics and I need to you know, make amends. No, it's just that we have to recognize that we are, we're mastering energy here in this life. So if I spend an evening with a girlfriend and we spend a couple hours and all we do is evaluate life and evaluate people and evaluate what's going on in the world and evaluate whatever, we have not, we could have taken two hours to actually create what we want in the world, okay? So this is like a game changer. This is a game changer. If you want to be a really advanced, a very, very, very advanced daily spiritual practice, Try on no evaluation. Try on being committed to being a co-creator with life. This is one of the daily spiritual practices I have on social media. I don't sit there and try and evaluate things, okay? What's right? What's wrong? What is, you know, the next, um, you know, conspiracy? I might do research, okay? I might go and that means I need to get with decent sources and do research and then take it and make an actual, you know, plan with it. If I'm doing research just to do nothing with the research, what's the point, right? If I'm just going to sit there and evaluate and get in fear, what's the point? The only point, in my opinion, for my spiritual practice is to do research to be able to make educated, wise decisions to take action in my life. If there's an area of life where I'm not able to make a difference or do something about it, then quite frankly... My spiritual practice is to not even look at it, not even look at politics or whatever else is if I'm not going to go into politics and I'm not going to be able to do anything about it. My way is choosing to every day help and develop, you know, spiritual leaders and spiritual coaches and, and spiritual practitioners. That's my way. So I don't need to evaluate it. Okay. If I, if I don't need to, that's my own practice. Okay. So sitting around with a girlfriend at dinner and evaluating for two hours, trust me, I've done it. In fact, I've done it recently as I think about it right here. And I look and I go, oh my gosh, I did it again. As Britney Spears would say, right? So I get to clean it up and I get to have an enrolling, inspiring conversation with that girlfriend and make a game and say, hey, 
You know what's fascinating is that we sat around and evaluate all those things. Next time, let's play a game of creating what we do want to create. Let's focus on how we can create it and innovating and inventing and holding that in consciousness from a spiritual perspective. And that's the difference of when I hang out with girlfriends that are highly, highly, highly spiritual and understand law versus not. And I'm telling you, your girlfriends or friends that live on spiritual principle are the most valuable assets in my life, for sure. Because imagine what it does to your life when you hang out with girlfriends that don't sit around and evaluate, don't sit around and complain, don't sit around and focus on what's wrong with the world. They are committed to manifesting, embodying, co-creating, and knowing the truth of, of creation right here, right now, with every word they speak, okay? So another thing in our spiritual ethics um, as spiritual practitioners and spiritual coaches is to not reschedule our appointments, to be who do what we say, okay? So part of my spiritual practice is also to do what I say I'm going to do, to be my word, to be my integrity. That doesn't mean that I can't say, you know what, this no longer works for me and I'm going to stop doing this thing that I'm doing in my life, okay? I've done that. I've done that with some hard things like the show. I'll give up the show. We have another show and things that we're working on, but I had to listen to that, okay? So that doesn't mean I was out of integrity with my word, but when you're consistent, when you say you're going to do what you're going to do, you show up when you're going to show up, you're consistent and stuff, that is being, that's my daily spiritual practice, okay? Doing what I say I'm going to do, okay? Next in the code of, of ethics is to allow your clients their awakening. This means Allowing people to have their own breakthroughs, insights and epiphanies, no evaluation for them or no telling them or evaluating them or telling them what they what they should do, okay? So in my spiritual practice, what I do is I allow people to have their own truth. I allow people to have their own happiness. I don't necessarily need to be trying to transform and there's nothing worse than somebody who tries to coach you when you didn't ask to be coached. There's nothing worse than someone that's preaching all the time it's annoying and 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 it is not in my practice to try and change or have people see insights unless they ask and let us called forth okay so also you know in code of ethics we say that you need to complete each subconscious process you need to keep and complete the cycles, okay? So in my daily spiritual practice, that is part. I can't stop in the middle of a project. I used to do that. I'd start and stop things. I wouldn't see things through. And so part of my spiritual practice is completing cycles. And I do that even actually when I'm leaving rooms, okay? In the morning, I make sure to make my bed and have my room completely cleaned and organized before I leave it each morning after I get ready. And it is a spiritual practice for me because... I like to come back to my room and have it completely put together when I come back. And it also sets the tone for my entire day to complete projects and to become completely efficient. And life's just better when we have efficiency, okay? So that is also part of my daily spiritual practice. And then next is... um, in our spiritual ethics is be discerning of who you work with and also reporting if you, you know, have somebody who's, for example, you know, has the means to take their life or things like that. And it's the same with work. Be discerning of who you put in your life. Be discerning of who you spend and allow your energy 
to entangle with. And also, when there's danger, when there's things that are happening, you need to report them. And so in my daily spiritual practice, I choose who's going to be in my inner circle very specifically. I would rather be alone or with girlfriends or being with only a few people than a bunch of people that are not in alignment with truth for me. And also, if something is going wrong, I need to basically like cut it out. You know what I mean? Like say someone has alcoholic behavior or something like that. I'm not going to pretend like it doesn't exist. I'm going to literally like remove myself from the situation or, you know, get real in a conversation with somebody. Okay. So, and then lastly is client confidentiality and anonymity. And anonymity is part of our ethics. Okay. And so that means that if somebody confides in me, it is my spiritual practice to honor. I'm not going to go around gossiping about other people. I'm not going to go around telling other people what's going on for other people. So it is part of, of my world is for me to hold sacred space for other people. Okay. So there's a lot there and there's a lot more in my, in my spiritual practice. My spiritual practice is to be connected to source as much as I possibly can deeply being called to mother nature right now. Cause I feel like I'm not as deeply connected in LA right now. Um, no longer making anyone wrong, uh, the art of allowing, non-attachment, um, non-evaluation. These are some of my core, core spiritual practices to enjoy and have bliss every day, to get into my right, my right mind and stay there and know, see nothing but opportunity in life, see nothing but seeing how it's all a blessing, every last drop of life. That is my spiritual practice for everyone. I don't look at a homeless person or somebody on drugs walking down the street as something wrong. I see it as their perfect, perfect experience in this life for their relative experience, okay? That doesn't mean I'm not called forth to make a difference in the world at whatever area that I see see right for myself to make a difference, okay? So today, I would, I'd recommend for you to write down what your daily spiritual practice is, not just the 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening, but what is the spiritual practice and principles that you want to live by? Who do you want to be? What do you want to embody? And I highly recommend, because probably 9 out of 10 of people in society deal with codependency, I highly recommend going to CODA. I highly recommend doing 12 steps so that you can get the, if you do have vicious cycles in your life, seeing some of those distinctions for sure and getting clear so you can break the cycles and live in principle for yourself, live and practice. And that's what the spiritual practitioner program is, is really to embody truth, living it, speaking it, writing it, and being somebody who lives in alignment with truth. Okay. So on that note, I say yes, yes, yes. I say yes to you having the greatest spiritual practice that empowers you, that allows you to claim your birthright of prosperity, vitality, and love in all areas of your life, knowing you are free. You are free. You are free to be you. And in these principles, building that muscle of your daily spiritual practice, um, embodying these truths has been the greatest, greatest blessing of my life. I am so grateful to have a daily spiritual practice with every thought that I think, with every word that I speak, speak with everything. I can't speak though. Have a great day, you guys, and may you live your truth. Thank you for tuning in to Society and Dr. Aaron Podcast. If you've had a calling to be a spiritual leader or coach, you can go to society.com and check out our free training. If you've received value here, I would love it if you take a moment and give a five-star review. 
In exchange, I have a ton of free gifts for you. Grab your free awakening book, 40 guided meditations and digital manifesting masterclass. I also have a free money meditation and worksheet for you so you can begin to break through your scarcity mindset and claim your birthright of prosperity. You can get all of your gifts and learn about our upcoming transformational events in my bio link in both Instagram and Facebook. That's under drerin.tv, which is D-R-E-R-I-N.tv. Also, I'd love to invite you into our free private community on Facebook under groups called Soul Society. That is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Soul Society. That's S-O-U-L-C-I-E-T-E. Have a divine day and may you live your truth.